Hello everyone, thank you for joining me for another episode of Beer with Darren. Today I am joined by Jem from Social Gems. I don't know if you out the name. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> that name, Jem. Um, well, look, I, I really want to chat to you today about social marketing, lead generation, LinkedIn, all of those good things. But before we get into that, for the people watching on YouTube and the people listening on the, on the podcast, do you mind giving a quick intro to yourself? Yeah, um, so Social Gems is a training and content creation and lead generation company, basically. So what we do for people is if people are wanting to increase their online presence and they don't really know where to start, how to create that content, if they've got the time to dedicate it to, to it, we'll train them. If they haven't got the time to dedicate, we can do it for them. So we work really closely with people to create content to ensure that it's their personality and their brand that's actually coming across. Perfect. And just to play devil's advocate, I know the answer, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Why would somebody want a personal brand? Um, because people buy people and not products. So you need to be showing people who you are and what matters to you in order to generate sales. Um, the way we buy and sell is, is drastically changing. People don't want to be treated like a number. They want to give their money to people that they actually trust and like. Um, and by building a personal brand, you show them who you are and essentially generate those leads. Perfect. There you go. That's the podcast done. We'll leave it there. <laughs> um, and what's your what's your background? How did you end up running Social Gems? Um, it's crazy actually. So I'm I'm not actually from a recruitment recruitment background, but I used to sell into recruitment agencies. So I'm from payroll. Um, I used to sell payroll to recruitment agencies. From my point of view, I needed to contact recruiters, recruitment agency owners, and all the people I needed to speak to inherently spend half of their life on the phone themselves. So actually being sat there with a phone and getting told to call call these individuals, you wouldn't get anywhere. You'd spend, you'd, you'd end up calling them 12 and 13 times before you actually got to speak to the person you wanted to speak to. And I kind of sat there one day and thought, well, we've got this tool. There's LinkedIn. Why are we not utilizing it when you can see that person's name and there is literally message them at the side of it? Why are we not trying this this method? Um, so my, my whole sales career, I've utilized LinkedIn. I've always used it as a sales tool, which has always put me in in positions where I've been the top biller in, in quite a lot of organizations because the way I've approached people has been completely different to everyone else. Um, and I started posting on LinkedIn years and years and years ago, and I've kind of adapted with the platform. Um, the last company I was working at is the British Institute of Recruiters, which was a governing body for the recruitment space. I kind of got fed up of being in payroll. I've done it for about eight years. And we were generating leads through LinkedIn all the time, but the majority of leads we were generating were people asking me to help them with LinkedIn, which wasn't something we offered. Um, so yeah, I just kind of thought, well, people keep asking me about this. I might as well give it a try before I'm too old to. Oh, I, I completely get it. You had the demand there. You had the skill set that you've used in the past and you put the two together, right? Which I think is the basis for any great company, I think so. Um, how long have you been going? Um, just over a year. Wow, well, congratulations. That's the meant to be the hardest year, isn't it? Once you're through that. Yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you choose a good time to start a business. Uh, you know, COVID nineteen may have affected it, but we were just actually saying before we press record how how you're not seeing that, how you're actually seeing people start to embrace marketing more than ever before. Yeah, I think I think the first time in back in February when all this happened, everyone kind of panicked and just went for want of a better term, shit, we need to cut costs, we need to make sure we preserve what we've got, we need to survive, and by surviving, we need to just cut on down on everything. And then they kind of sat there and thought, oh my God, so we've just cancelled all the sales, we've just stopped all our marketing, everyone's now working from home, so none of us can actually call, call anyone. How the hell are we going to get these sales in? Social media and marketing. 
So I think everyone's kind of learned from the first time. Yeah, I think so. And I think what you just said there, when people are working from home, traditional sales methods have changed. COVID's introduced a new way of selling. And for me, as you know, I, I embrace LinkedIn. I, I love LinkedIn. Uh, I believe in the inbound methodology, all of the all of the great things. I think you need the balance. You know, the phone's not dead, far from dead. But no, uh, it's in conjunction with social media, doesn't it? At the end yeah. of the day, you have to open that door by putting that, having that online presence and showing people who you are and what matters to you. If you then go and try and call that person, the more inclined to answer that phone call because they've heard your name before. Yeah, and it all comes down to trust, right? I think it's now, is it 31 tr touch points you need with someone for them to trust you? Whereas before it was seven when you're in traditional marketing. So for me, social is just a way to get to that number of touch points quicker so you can actually bring your deal cycle quickly. You know, you can actually close deals more quickly than you would before. Um, that's one of the reasons I love it. When, you, when you're talking to business owners and perhaps they have gone down that journey of, you know, furloughing or making marketing redundant, how do you then get them to embrace marketing again? What's the sort of conversations you're having with those people? Depends really on the size of the organization in question and what they're wanting to achieve with their marketing. Um, quite a lot of the companies that we work with are, are small one-man bands, but we do have some larger corporate co um, companies that we work with. And I think the way that they attack, um, deal with their marketing is completely different. With your smaller organizations that don't have that brand awareness and that brand loyalty to rely on, the personal brand is very much where they need to be. So their marketing needs to be completely different. So it's historically a lot of companies you'd set up, you'd have your small company and they go, right, I need a marketing agency. I'm going to get someone to deal with websites, this, that, and other. And everything comes across as really corporate and formal because most people think, oh my God, I need to come across as this massively, fantastically amazing professional person. When in actual fact, you just need to be real. Um, so it's breaking down those barriers of, of what people deem to be fit in business. Yeah, people who still have that old school mentality of business is business and personal is personal, but we all work in a more flexible way of working now, and there is no clear defined home home and work. They're both in, intertwined. We work to fund our families and to fund the lives that we want, so it is all interlinked, and we need to talk about it in a linked way. So it, that's our main concern: is, is is breaking down those barriers and getting people to actually understand how important they are and talking about their own experiences is. What do you do if they're a dick, though? How many times have you been speaking to someone and thought, you, you can't have a personal brand? You, you just, no. Does that ever happen to you? Do you know what? Not really. We've had a couple of people in the past where I've gone, do you know what? We're not right for you. Um, and I've just walked away. But you tend to find with the way that we market our brand um, and we market social gems, it's all about that fun. It's all about not taking yourself too seriously. So you tend to find that instead of that person actually contacting me and saying, can I work with you? They're more likely to troll me than anything else. <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. And is that because of the maybe the dancing videos I've seen on LinkedIn before? Yeah, probably. But most people like them. It's all it's a bit cheese. It's a bit lighthearted, and it's not taking myself too seriously. And most of the time, you'll find that when those videos are shared, the content above it explains exactly why that video is there. It's linked in some way to some form of marketing or something that we sell. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I put out there, I'm a fan of the videos. I think the this is not this is not Facebook police on LinkedIn have gone away recently. Um, mm -hmm. I, I know the great engagement you get from them. So I, I, the reason I don't do them is because I'll be honest, I can't dance. I've got two left feet. Um, but uh, the the mime in the singing ones, I might give that a go. Uh, if you fancy a duet sometime, let me know. We do that. Literally, I'm always up for that. We uh, last year a couple of times we actually ended up doing sync offs. Uh, which yeah. I found so amusing. It's unreal. 
Yes, yeah, so, um, people do them and then call me out and go, I've done it, Jim, you've got to do it. So you like doing rap battles on LinkedIn? Is that is that gonna be a thing? I think we should make it a thing to be fair. <laughs> fun, I've noticed over the last couple of months, since obviously lockdown and a lot of people are suffering from cabin fever, the fun element of LinkedIn seems to have diminished a little bit. And I quite like to find a way of just bringing it all back. Yeah, I think um, recruitment supplier rap battles we could do. Idaboo versus Broadbean. We can set that one up. That would be a, that'd be a fun one, wouldn't it? <laughs> the old Joe boys in, involved there rose up for a laugh. Yeah, we get Volcanic versus JXT. We, we can we can make this work, right? We can actually get competitors to have a rap battle about their products. So this is what I want to see. We're going to do this. We are going to do it. it. Anyway, I'm going off complete tangent. In terms <laughs> of in terms of lead generation, when you speak about LinkedIn and lead generation, for me, there's there's two types of ways to use LinkedIn. Right? You can you can go out there and you can use Sales Navigator. You can find a list of prospects, come up with a messaging sequence, and then when you get to, to messages back, you then obviously close them, etc. The other way is to put out content marketing to get people to come to you, get them to message you about your services. I'm, I'm a big fan of the latter. Do you, do you do a mix of both or do you always just say the content led or more outreach as well? We do both. So it completely depends. We're completely open and honest about our, our services and solutions. And if people are wanting just the content creation, it does generate business. It is going to generate your leads, but it's not going to be an overnight win. Um, it does tend to take about three to six months to start generating consistent inbound leads by that method. Um, a couple of people, obviously, due to the current pandemic, need to create those leads quicker. So a mixture of both is needed. So it depends completely on what they're trying to achieve and how quickly they want to achieve it. Definitely. So what, what's your top tip for that, that opening message, the connection message? What's your top tip for that? I don't actually send a message to connections when I first connect with them. I find that most people actually accept connection requests on the phone. When you accept connection requests on your phone, you don't actually see that message until you've accepted connect. And then it comes up in, pops up in your newsfeed. And then most people go, oh, they've sent me a salesy spammy message. When in actual fact, that message was sent before the connection request was accepted. Yeah. Um, so I think they get misconstrued quite a lot. And I've done both. I've spent time sending those personalized messages and I've just randomly added loads of people and there's no difference in the amount of people that I accept with the message and without that message so it's actually the follow-up so the follow-up message is where you you think that's the biggest where you've got to personalize it yeah well it depends so with us it, it's we've got different ways and it depends on the sector and the client so prime example we work, we work with the search engine optimization guy the type of messages that we send out for him and just PDFs that he's created that are going to help people save time and money on the digital marketing spend. So from, from our point of view, with that with that particular guy, his marketing strategy is about all about adding value. So not at one point or any of those messages sales it. It's just a, I've created this, thought it might help. I like to help people in my network, thought you might find it useful. Let me know if it helps. And that's generated him quite a lot of business and a lot of interest. With the recruiters that we're working with, we try to make lighthearted and a bit of a joke about themselves because obviously nobody wants to be approached by recruiters. We kind of look at the whole lot. I get that you probably get a load of messages like this. I can tell you until I'm blue in face that I'm different to everyone else, but you'll make your own mind up. We're all humans. We all do. But if you think it's worth having a chat, let me know. It's the way we do it. There's no structured way of you have to send this amount of messages. It's all about that person, what they're trying to achieve and and getting that message across in an effective, friendly, and personal way, as opposed to, for want of a better term, buy my shit. 
yeah and it always helps if you're not actually selling shit right if your product's good and you've got that brand awareness you've got all the marketing support alongside it it, it helps your sales team massively but um one of, one of the things i do want to chat to you about is is email marketing do you do, do you do email marketing as well for people no so we've we've started creating blogs Right, okay. um, we don't do anything email marketing at the moment. It is strictly just LinkedIn. Um, we haven't actually done any email marketing for ourselves, Darren, since we set up. We have done no outbound marketing whatsoever. All our clients are completely inbound. All from LinkedIn? All from LinkedIn. And bearing in mind, I'm from a business development background. <laughs> and I've not had to make a sales call at all or send out a, a message. And now we're drink. For anyone listening that's jealous, I just want to take a moment to say cheers. And actually, let's open our drinks. We haven't even opened our drinks yet. So I'm, I'm drinking a Peroni. What are you drinking, Gem? Well, I've got my tea uh, and, and I got sent an a alcoholic mixed WKD pink, pink gin. WKD pink gin. There's no judgment here, but would you mind explaining the choice? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I helped one of my friends change his tagline. He was looking for a job. So he wanted to send me a present to say thank you. So he sent me this little glass that says, like social gems, thank you for all your help. Love, Ben. Um, and he contacted Mr. Chris Williams and said, what does Gem drink? Uh, and he responded with WKB Blue because she's a bit of a chav. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's gone slightly up market on the WKD. Yeah, he's actually, Chris has actually sent him a message as well saying, I said blue. Right, okay. <laughs> What's it taste like? Have you ever tried it? Or are you not tried it? Are you going to open it later? I'm allergic to gin, so I can't. <laughs> this is not good. I'm like, up in the morning with a really bad head because I've got news for you. That's called a hangover. No, it's so. Um, I spoke to my doctors about it. Apparently, it's a, a berry in the gin that I just don't like. So I can have two of them. I can't remember anything that's happened from the moment of me drinking them. And then I've got heart palpitations for like three days after. Wow. Okay, yeah, it's maybe, maybe really bizarre. Yeah. What are you going to do with the bottle then? You're just going to keep it just to... Yeah. Well, the glass is going next to my happy birthday social gems champagne bottle. Um, and neither of them are getting touched. Fair enough. Makes sense. Makes sense. And on the, so you, you don't do a single cold call anymore. So do you miss that side of it? Do you miss the prospecting side, the buzz you get from that? You know, actually turning someone around. Do you miss that? Um, do you want to know? No, because I was never good on a phone, never. And that's because I started my sales career in car phone warehouse. So I started face-to-face -face selling. Had literally on phone. Well, literally selling phones. <laughs> um, and then I had my little boy. We found out our hours on a Sunday for the following week. And I didn't think it was um, achievable with childcare. So I decided to move into the B2B world. And right. was quite literally given a phone and a laptop and told to crack on, uh, which is why I ended up learning how to use LinkedIn because right. I couldn't fathom a really good way of actually opening that line and having that conversation with people on the phone. And don't get me wrong, with some sales calls, I'm good. It depends on your mindset of that day, I think, how successful yeah. your sales calls are. Were they measuring your, your call times and stuff like that? Like, did, did your managers at the time be like, well, you're not actually doing the activities to produce the results? Or how did you manage that? Um, in the first company I worked for, the search engine optimization director introduced me to LinkedIn. So I approached the director and just said, look, I've seen this. I want to have a go. Um, so I kind of got left to my own devices to try it. Nice. Uh, there have been places where I have been targeted and I have had co uh, call counts that I have hit, but I've made it abundantly clear that I don't agree with it. And I thought it was stupid. 
um, because obviously we all know I'm opinionated. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically I used to just tell people about, about LinkedIn and how I thought it would work and what I'd done previously. Um, and when I used to work at a company called Abacus, I ended up being the top salesperson there and the other sales individuals at the business were kind of asking me how the hell I was doing it because they never saw me on the phone. Right, okay. And then that then led to me being headhunted um, by other companies to come in and teach their salespeople how to do say, um, LinkedIn and implement it into their sales strategy too. So if there's anyone out there that's listening to this and they're thinking we don't do LinkedIn right now, and they may be sales directors, slightly old school, if we're being honest, you know, they, they and I've seen it recently, actually, a lot of people reverting to type, like they've had um, recruiters come back off furlough, salespeople come back off furlough, um, and they've literally said to marketing, we don't want you to distract our salespeople at the moment with your marketing fluff, right? That's, that's literally what they've said. So they've just said, right, you salespeople, all you need to do now is hit the phones. That's what you need to do. What would your advice be to them or the CEO that's managing that business? Because that's what the decisions they've made, because that's what they know right now. Well, that's idiotic. Like, surely it's easier. At this minute in time, it's really difficult to get anyone on the phone. A lot of individuals are still working from home, so it's really, really difficult to get anyone to answer that phone. You're essentially paying your staff to, to hit voicemail all day, when in reality, you can have them on LinkedIn. You can use... Um, social media account management tools to schedule content in times where it's a little bit quieter so they don't even have to think of that on a day-to-day -day basis they can use automated tools to be able to help them send messages and connection requests and build up their profiles if they actually utilize linkedin and social media um other forms of social media because it's completely dependent on what they're trying to sell which which platform is going to work for them they're clearly missing a trick and all their competitors are already going to be doing that and they're going to then be left behind because by the time they pick it up, everybody's moved on to the next thing. And what do you think the next thing is going to be? This is the, the TikTok for me is not the next thing. Have you got? No, any I don't think it's going to be the next thing either. I don't think it's going to be around for much longer. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's fun. I like creating the stupid little videos, and I love the filters. And um, some people keep seeing, saying to me all the time, "Oh, Jem knows at TikTok. Jem's an expert on TikTok." I am not an expert on TikTok. I just like playing with the filters. <laughs> does that not make you an expert on tiktok is that not what TikTok? I, i've tried tiktok i'll be honest my daughter asked me to give it a go i i, I was lost i was doing these funny dances with her it was great fun as a family but how you can use it for b2b i, I still don't know have you figured that one out i think i don't know it's um so with the like little mini skits that i do i think that's a, a decent way for service-led companies to actually get a bit of traction on linkedin but Gary V always says that the buying power is in the 14-year-old girls, um, teenagers. Um, and I can't really, like, what 14-year-old teenager is going to convince a mum to use me for a marketing? Yeah, I, I, I see your point. And that's why I'm, I'm always looking for the next thing. And I follow Gary V as well, right? You know, he's a, I don't want to say he's a, an influencer on my life, but he, he's he certainly had an influence, I guess, if so to speak. Um and I, that's the one bit I disagree with him on. I can't see how TikTok is going to change the B2B world. I can't. Um, I may be wrong. We shall see. I think it's got a place for products because it's very, very easy, especially with it being video-led. It's like Instagram. Because it is. It's like Instagram, but animated. Yes. And, and, and Instagram, the only thing that I've seen real good B2B use of it has been for your own internal recruiting, showcasing your employer brand, why it's a good place to work. I think Instagram works for that. And it's probably similar with TikTok, I imagine. Mm. 
I think so. I mean, I, I, what I tend to say is like with, especially with service-led less led products, unless you're focusing on something like your team, there's only so many Instagram posts you can do of look at me dropping some donuts off for some clients. <laughs> Wait a second, you drop donuts off to your clients? I used to, and I used to work in, in uh, payroll. Right, okay. <laughs> I used to, I used to do hot Fridays as well and drop people dom dominoes off too. Oh, amazing. I'm just disappointed I wasn't one of your clients back then. Krispy Kremes and Domino's. What more do you want in life? Exactly. Like everybody else would be like, oh my God, let's take you to a Michelin star. And I'm like, no, I'll come down with some donuts. We'll have a laugh. It'll be a right good time. <laughs> Brilliant. Bring some WKD along with you as well. <laughs> right, cool. Well, look, I think we're nearly out of time. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. I think it's fabulous what you're doing. You know, to have a, a year old business where, let's be honest, you're not doing any outbound. You've grown the business well. You're surviving a pandemic hats off to you cheers to that and uh, thank you so much for your time thank you cheers <laughs>